Welcome to episode 15, Station to Station podcast. We're at the halfway point of the season. The Yankees and the Mets both showing some life. Is it too late or is there reason for for optimism? All of that and more coming up next, Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. Everybody, I'm John Presapio, joined along as always with Pat Lavin and Brian Sarnelli. A great 4th of July. Gentlemen, how are you all doing today? Are we being honest? We're always being honest. Because we're not we're not in a good place on this podcast right now. And we're not even talking oh? about we're not even talking about sports. Pat, Pat and I are Pat and I are fighting. And oh? I, I hate to air our dirty laundry on these airwaves, but we are we're starting off in a bad place, and I don't know if we're going to get to a good place. Some trouble in paradise. What? What's? What's going I, I just, on? I just want to ask Brian if I can interject. What? Like what? What specifically are you mad at me about? I, like what? What is the 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 basis of this anger towards me? I, I feel like I need to give some context to to provide that. So Pat and I are are very good friends. Some would say best friends but maybe i have, pat, I have since childhood but yes continue it seems like pat might be getting loose on that term as time goes on and years go by uh but pat and i have not lived in the same place for a while since 2017 pat and i have lived in different states from one another so uh maybe there's some listeners out there who whose best friend is is far away and you know you have to create a podcast to have weekly <laughs> conversation instead of you know just maybe just you know small talk this is this is all just an excuse to keep our friendship alive it's just this podcast well you know what maybe maybe it's not even enough because that's what it feels like all right well then what what are you actually mad at me about i'm mad at you because pat and i are, are both going to a wedding uh in january right february january january of 2024 yes, I, I know the day yeah and, um, you know, I, I was reaching out cause I knew Pat would be invited to the wedding as well. And I was trying to reach out and be like, Hey Pat, like, you know, let's get like an Airbnb or something nearby because there's not really like a hotel kind of set up for, for the, uh, the guests going or whatnot. And, uh, Pat didn't tell me that he was a groomsman for this wedding. And now Pat cannot like do any type of arrangements with me and my other friends. Also, this is not just me and Pat trying to have a, a romantic getaway but you know, it kind of kind of sounds like it just feels like a Pat, weekend full of love and celebrating our, our friends being married it sounds like you're just trying to use it for you to just hang yeah. out with me in an airbnb and the, yeah and yeah no, it, I mean, it is it, all suspicious <laughs> that is that is part of it i also like oh. what, when did you want me like what in the timeline of like it, them getting engaged it just felt like you were hiding something from me how the fuck, like, how am I supposed to know, like, oh, this is going to upset Brian that that I'm in this wedding party? Was I supposed to just be like, hey, like, I know you're going to try to, like, you know, figure out your plans, like, in a few weeks. Like, let me let me tell you ahead of time. No, it's, we're sorry, we're, how old are we? We're in our 20s? Basically, know, our Pat, 30s? It feels like sometimes we're still acting like children. <laughs> don't, don't, I, I just don't understand how you can be upset at the I mere also fact. Think, 
I also think there's a level of enviness because Pat and I are in a group chat with like 10 guys since probably like sixth or seventh grade. This is so we're we're far. This group chat's been around for over a decade. And, uh, you know, growing up, this was our group. We hung out with everybody pretty frequently every single weekend, every single day. And um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, when you have a group like that, especially of guys, you always wonder like how the groomsmen thing will ever, you know, shake out. And, and and play out amongst everyone. I think like when you're like growing up and in high school, you're like all 10 of you are going to do this and we're just going to have to figure this out. And then uh, as you get older, you're like, I think I can not pick this one and it will be okay. And I think I cannot do this and, and that will work out. Or if I pick these ones, then these guys are probably going to pick these guys. And this was, this was our group's like first chance at that. And honestly, if I had to ask anybody in that group, of who would probably rack up the most groomsmen nods, it would probably be Pat. I think I think Pat is that glue guy that like every friend group or small gathering needs because he's just like, you can make fun of him, but he's also funny. Like where if he's not the punching bag, he can still deliver a punch. And then like he's semi-athletic, so he's good for like pickup sports. Well, but let's he also, not forget he's, he's this not is the, the smartest guy. Also, so you have like a weird. Yeah, this, I, don't this know if I, like, the, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> this is the same guy who on Hinge did his Pokemon impersonation. That's what I mean. Well he can too. be the punching yeah. bag if you yeah. need him to be the punching bag. He can do it. I, I so like, but like, you hate me for for like, I'm, I'm not gonna like boost myself up right now. Like, I. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm a glue guy. I think every group needs to every group needs the glue guy. hundred like, percent. Pat, Pat is a glue guy. But you're gonna but you're gonna shun me and and, and slander my name just because like I, I feel like Brett, you're just upset that like you were the kid in like recess where like if you were the last pick on the kickball team, you would just cry to the teacher, be like, no, make make them make them draft me on your team. Like, no, I, I I'm trying to get you relegated. I'm not trying to get me promoted. So you just you're you you're the captain who wants to go down with the ship, but the ship in this case is me. You just yes. want to fuck. You want to just take. You don't care if you're going down with the ship. You're. I just don't understand why you. Mind you, and this is a little history lesson for the people who don't know uh, the, the the dynamic between all of us in this uh, this podcast. Ryan left us first. Our group of ten. <laughs> a, li a little important antidote to note: the guy who's like, "Oh, why don't I get invited to things?" The guy left us. Left us high and dry. My my best bud left me to go to Florida. I'm also Lost. a very bad texter. I do not. Yes. Keep, I don't keep up with anybody. You're like, the, you're um, like the, the girl who's in so many toxic relationships and every guy treats him horribly. And then she looks, goes to her friends like, what? this is just unfair. Why, why do I get treated like this? It's like, because you do this to your like, I don't want anything. I don't want this to be misconstrued. I think this is what's coming off as this. I'm not unhappy with how I'm being treated in this. I'm happy. I'm unhappy about the pedestal you're on. You just want my money so that you can get an Airbnb. There's no, I do. Your money helps the rate of the Airbnb. Today <laughs> on an all new Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just wanted, I was looking forward to going to a, a wedding. It was a special time for our friend. And I was looking forward to um, seeing you hanging out with you at an Airbnb, crushing some brewskis and going to a wedding. And, and you're going to be at this all inclusive uh, bungalow by yourself. We're still and gonna see each other. Like that's what you don't you're, like. You're not. You're not allowed on the Airbnb's property. Well, I don't understand. So it is, is Florida, Pat. I will shoot you dead. Is is that the laws in Florida? Where is it? I actually don't know. Is that, is that allowed? I feel, I feel like trespassing laws don't 
equal to Airbnb where, though. Where in Florida? Yeah, is I this? don't own the land. I don't know. Think, somewhere think, like by I Miami. Think I think it's like yeah, Key West or somewhere. That's like, not by Miami. So no. is it is it Key West? Because that's I, a completely different know. travel plan. <laughs> the invitation might be on my fridge right now. So this I, is by far the closest for you, Brian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I really wanted to, I could drive down the day of and, and just crash. But either way, I got to crash for a night. Got to crash for a night. But I'll probably do two nights. I'll probably do the, the day before and then the night. Of. Well, why, why do two now? I mean, you're not staying with your buddy. That's the that's the main reason you want yeah, to I know. go. Pat just wants me to splew all this money away on, without well, him. Mind, mind you, you're going to be with other people. Like, in the, like it's not it's not like Brian and I had, like, prior engagements of, like, hey, we're going to, like, stay together. And I just, I just fucking slighted him at the last second. Like, he's going to have accom- people. What are the accommodations for you, though, Pat? Are you staying in a substantially nicer place? I, I don't think the... Are the, you paying? Yes, I'm paying, yes. Okay. Good. So we're going to pay for it. Yeah. I, yes, of course I'm going to be paying. But the, the thing is, it's not... What Brian's upset is not that, like, I'm going to be staying in a nicer place than his Airbnb. We also don't Correct. know that. Maybe he gets a nice Airbnb. I will. I will intentionally splurge but, but on this why, Airbnb. Why can't he still stay with you? Why would I want if this is like you want you understand it's like the kid who was not invited to the party now his parents show up and force him in like hey not hang out with my son that's I'm telling like, you that's how you feel right now but when we're having a good time at that Airbnb oh, oh, that, oh hey that will be you you will be the sad kid yeah. <laughs> no yeah, what are you what, what are you guys doing for such a good time at that Airbnb I don't know but we're gonna if, I'm gonna get a bounce house. I'm going to bring in entertainment. If you, if you bring Mario baseball, I might be that. I might. What if I just pay? No, you're not allowed my, in there. I'll just no. pay my share of the Airbnb, but they just still not stay there. So, Would that make you what, happy? So what's your concern though? Yes. You, you, you don't want no, Brian. That was a, that was a trick. That was a trick because now I just know Brian's just being cheap and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want me. He wants my purse, <laughs> not my purse. He wants my wallet. But, I but you don't want Brian to stay that with you because you're planning on bringing someone back to the room. Is that it? Let's not dive deeper, but like, you Pat, know, I can help you. Let me help when, you with when that. When in Florida, Brian, I, Pat, Brian is, I will Brian be your is, wingman at the wedding. Florida, lawless swamp. I, yeah. Oh, I'm also, that's another thing too. Like I get bad swamp ass and I'm scared to be in a oh. wedding in, in a hot climate. I better well, not be wearing like, like, I might it's be January though. You I'm should wearing, be all right. January. Isn't it still like, it'd be like 80 degrees. This whole know. thing's in January that you two are fussing over. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think it was? Like next week. No, no, we got some time. I got like three weddings before Holy that. Holy shit. Yo, Pat's oh my in, God. I'm telling you, Pat, Pat, by the time his career is done, this guy has been more prom dates than anybody and more groomsmen than anybody. Yeah, but I'm always a bridesmaid, never a bride, though. That's true. Pat, He's been a, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never I've I've never had well, this is going real deep, but like I've never had a plus one. I've never brought a plus one for a wedding. You've never brought a date to a wedding ever? No, never. I've been someone's plus one, but like it was like a friend. It wasn't even like a like relationship kind of person. Yeah, Pat also has that dynamic with some females, like where like he's like very good friends with them. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, it's it's like a monkey's paw where it's like yeah, I get to go to, I get to go to all these things, but like at the same time, at what you're, cost? You're losing a lot of credit, Pat. You're losing no, a yeah. lot like of Pat, credit. To to Pat's defense on this, he it's not like he like got Pat's not friend zoned by these people. He's just friends no. with females. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's, they may want more, but no, Pat, I, Pat keeps the walls up. Listen, he sets the, the guidelines. I've never I been, think it's platonic. I've, I've never I know, been I know that's a controversial topic. What? Are you, are you attacking me now? No. 
Okay. I, 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 was I feel say, like this I, is I've, the most we've talked about you on this podcast by far. Yeah. yeah I, I've this been is building, good. This, building this up for 15 episodes. Yeah. You're finally having your coming out party. Let's just do this every thir- every 15 episodes. This is now, just be a rant episode. Those who don't know, Pat, Pat's about to be unemployed in 48 hours, too. <laughs> is it 48 I, hours? Is that 48. The, well, from the time. Oh, he's made pod, it well known all day today let me tell you by the time you're listening to this episode pat's unemployment countdown is, is about, it's, it's, 24 it's hours. yeah yeah uh yes that's so while i'm being reamed out for you know trying to like look forward to the future and like something like enjoyable that i can look forward to brian's <laughs> shitting on me while also rubbing is that the why salt, you don't want to pay for the airbnb because you won't have a job to pay for I'm, it i'm still paying for the other thing like it, the money this is what is annoying because Brian's trying to make this so interpersonal and so like, oh, this is because of our friendship dying down. No, this is because Brian's spending too much money on lizards and fucking uh, Mets memorabilia for his new man cave setup. <laughs> that he doesn't want to fucking spend time with me. He just wants to spend time on my credit card. Yeah, why isn't your lit up ball on today, Brian? I have all. I couldn't find the remote. Oh, it's on a remote. Fancy. Yeah, I gotta get the remote. Yeah, maybe sell that stuff. You can afford the Airbnb. How much is that <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt Harvey jersey going to cost you? It's probably Nothing. I'm probably gonna pay somebody to take it. <laughs> also, also, not to like try to actually get into baseball for a hot second, but don't you didn't you lose the bet last week when you said Brigham Brigham's uh, not gonna let up two runs? Didn't he let up two runs in that no, inning? No, I. You said also he lost would. the bet about Mark Cannon. No, that's that's on, what I'm saying. Uh, you, said, you said if he lets up two innings, if he lets up two runs in that inning, you're gonna buy a signed Brigham jersey and. Replace it with that Harvey one, and he did oh, yeah. that. We'll, we'll have to listen back to that. I think I said if he doesn't no, he, let he, go of the runs. No, you said if he gives up a two-run shot right here. Oh, it's that, a home that, run. Okay, that's what he did say. He said if He's, he gives up a two-run shot right here, I swear I will replace this jersey. All right. Well, we'll go. Well, the, the stenographer will go back. Because believe me, I was I was rooting for. I had heavy interest in that one. Pat, why don't I think I have the solution to all this before we really get into baseball here? Why right, don't well, Why don't you and I just Go away together. Like just anywhere. Just two guys. Yeah, don't worry. Go away. I'll do the podcast by myself again. No worries. (laughs) You know, I got it. We'll just just a little trip. This this the the relationship between us three is just getting really toxic. Because now even John's like the we're like the divorced parents, and John's like the teenage kids, like, yeah, no, whatever, dad. Just go on and get get some milk again. Come back in a few months. We'll just go on like to like an all-inclusive trip, just you and I. I the th- like why can't I just like just come to New York? Aren't you coming to New York in the way? Just come to New why York. Don't, meet me in the middle. Why do why do, I need, why do I need to wine and dine you? What have you do- you left me? You I'm, left me to go I'm to gonna Florida. Wine, I'm gonna wine and dine you. Yeah. And then we'll- big shot now. You can't afford an Airbnb, but you're whining and dining the guy. Also, Pat, I feel like whoever goes to who, the other has to get wined and dined. If I go to New York, you need to wine and dine me. If you come to me, then I have to wine and dine you. Oh, then let's flip this. Uh, flip the stigma then. What do you want then? I'll come hey. to you, but then I'll wine and dine you, and then you come to me, and then I'll you wine and dine me. How about we go visit Pat for the Subway Series at the end of the month? We can stay with Pat, and then you two have your own little alone time. I'll uh, I'll sleep You're on the couch. Pat and I have to stay at the same place. Yeah, I'll go in the living room. I'll sleep on the couch, and you two can go share his bedroom. I, no, I have plenty of. I got like a blowout mattress we can have. I, I, I also hold on. Brian got a cat. Time out. I know, but time out on the floor before we address the cat. How did this get to? This started with Brian's gripes with me not wanting to pay for an Airbnb. 
Now, now I'm sleeping in the same bed with Brian. What I is think that, that's what, what he wants. That, what does that solve? I think that would make Brian happy because that's we're, the we're vibe I'm to, getting. We're just trying to figure this thing out. What are we trying to figure? It, it, we, the thing is, it's already figured out. It's already, you're going to be in an Airbnb. I'm going to be at this little, the, the wedding thing. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. You know what? We got plenty of other good friends. I know my, my, I know a buddy named Gabe. You know, I think you guys would get along great. That's fine, Pat. That's fine. You know what? Like this being realistic right now, you two are the most likely people to ever be probably my best man. Oh, Gabe so you ever I? think, no, you and you and John, you ever, you ever think about just how every week, maybe it's just an audition. Maybe this isn't even a podcast. Maybe I'm just like, who out of you two maybe can give the best speech? You see, Pat, this is what he's doing. He's pinning us against each other now to see who will, you know, give their love to him. That's all you, buddy. Pat's addicted to being a showman. He he secretly... Aren't we all? He would cry if that opportunity wasn't given to him. To know that he would have a microphone in front of my father, especially, would just... It'd be like weaponizing him. Yeah, no, sorry, John. That's I'd, I'd win that battle ten out of ten times if just for, <laughs> just for the sole fact. Like I'm now, I'm just trying to think. I'm not trying to it's micro. Working. I'm not it's trying working. to. I'm not trying to micro analyze you, John. But I just feel like you'd give. Like I think I'd have the nice hybrid of like funny but serious and emotional. I feel like John, you'd just be like like Jerry Seinfeld at the cellar. <laughs> what Which, the fuck's the deal with these uh, salami slices? What's the deal with the cake? <laughs> but uh, all right, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get down to it. Uh, you have a cat, apparently. Which yeah. is this, this yeah. is the for those of you watching on YouTube, there's a cat that made its appearance. What, what, yeah, you don't strike me as a cat guy. When did this happen? Uh, new cat guy. Oh, well, no, actually, just... since May, been cat guy since May. I didn't know uh, you were a lover of the pussy. I feel like we got to blur that out. I don't are know. You, are you gonna? I don't really know how. Well, I language. thought it was—I thought it was going to do that. That's what she said, but he didn't end up actually doing that. Well, now, it's, yeah. When he, if you don't say that's what she said, then I actually think that's what he implied. Yeah, that's what she said. There you go. All right, now, now I feel like you're talking about the cat, okay. John. Yeah, cat. What, John. So what's the, what's the yeah, cat? What's up? I think I think if I'm adding two and two, because notice how the cat jumped up on Brian's lap in the middle of him yelling. I mm. think this is not just a normal cat. I think this is a therapy cat that can set. You know how like some dogs can like smell like glucose. Yeah. And like can like put a paw on your thigh to like stop you from eating food. I think this sure. cat, whenever Brian gets riled up, the cat just like calms him down. I think this is what's so I think maybe Brian should say, I'm sorry. And then Dude. the cat to me. And then the cat will kind of just like go away and do whatever whatever cats do. And so you're gonna I, turn into like a weird cat guy now? No, is that, I'm, is that I'm like trajectory? a I'm like a I wanted to I always liked the cat dog hybrid life. Big cat dog guy growing up. Yeah. You like the show on Nickelodeon? Yeah. So this is um Who'd you like more? Cat or dog? Probably dog. Cat was the smart one, but dog was the real one, yeah. Yeah. I think we yeah. can all relate to dog more. But now yeah, I got, I got, what's uh, the cat's name? The cat's name is Sparrow. Sparrow. Like the bird. Not no, like no. Captain Jack. Yeah, that's why I thought. Also an influence. Oh, okay. There we go. Big, big pirates to the Caribbean guy over here. He's, he's he's adopted too, just so we all know. Like he's from a shelter. Oh, so you're one of those guys. Yeah. Adopt, don't shop. He he saved me. I didn't save him. Oh my god. What else do they say? 
What else uh, do like like people that like do that shit say? Isn't there other things that they say? Yeah, get you have them, the get you have a sticker for your window. Oh, I do gotta get a, I gotta get a sticker on my window that says like adopt, don't shop, or yeah. he saved me. I'll tell you what, Brian, between your plant your love of plants, the now adopt don't shop, and your whole monologue over this wedding thing. I I, I don't know where you're I'm, at. I'm having a hard time, guys. I mean, yeah, I, I know we I, haven't even got to baseball at all yet. And the Mets are also giving me a hard time in life. But like I got to I feel like I have a big birthday coming up on, oh my God. on on Tuesday. And I think I'm just all over the place. Are you sure you want to keep talking baseball? Maybe this, you, do you want to do like a pottery podcast, you know, I'm just, garden. What is I, this I just the, really the right like, avenue? For I just yourself? feel I feel like an old man. Holy crap. Are we going to start talking about your birthday now, too? I only care about my garden, my romantic relationship with Pat. Are you turning like this 55? Like what? Huh? You, you have all these. Like, how Pat hard... didn't deny our romantic relationship. He just tried, he to, over... I'm, he just tried to overlook it. I'm trying to just ignore it. Yeah, I have you ever I... heard of a flashlight? Do you need one of them? Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel yes. like that could be a sponsor. That, we could. No I mean, free we, ads. No free ads. But hey, could. if you're listening, Fleshlight. I don't think it's. I don't think, the I don't think that's the brand the name. The brand, the brand name is definitely not just Fleshlight. Yeah. It's oh. Like how Band Aids the is like the brand name. Adhesive Bandage is the actual name of the product. Oh, so you saying that the product name is Fleshlight? No, I'm saying the the device is the Fleshlight. I, I, listen, I don't know what the oh, brand wow. name is. Pat. Pat's right on this. It's like, okay, John, we're right now, all three of us are talking into a microphone. There is no microphone company called microphone. All right. Yeah. That's, that's what we're arguing is that you said, okay. like the brand's name is not going to be Fleshlight. No, I think it is though. No, it's going to be like Sticky Pocket. No. <laughs> Where does Doc oh Johnson God. come into play in all this? Who's that? Didn't I he think... die in a plane crash? <laughs> What, what are we talking about? Out. That's Roy Holiday. Oh, Sorry. That's, uh, that's Dyer, right. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Doc Holiday. Let's, 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 yeah. let's do a ranking of our favorite tragedies. Okay. Go first. Let's mellow the mood down. Uh, Where does the submarine rank? Oh, uh, yikes. I guess we, I guess as a pod, we have to talk about that. I guess. Now, we don't. All right. Funny you, <laughs> funny you mention. <laughs> funny you mentioned Doc Holiday. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Hicks just hit one to the wall. I thought he was about to go deep. All right, but we'll get we'll get into all that in a little bit. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but talking about Doc Holiday, Doc Holiday threw a perfect game, uh, and this week, well, this past week, Domingo Herman throws only the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history, the fourth for the New York Yankees. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, whew, I don't know. I can't believe you just segued off the death of Doc Holiday. Yeah, that was a low one, this, huh? This, the segue king. No shame. No shame in the podcast game. He just rolled the segue over his grave. How many years? I mean, geez. Uh, you, you know, hey, they, they're not all winners. You, you pay your nickel, you take your chances, you know? But, uh, you know, Domingo Herman, he throws a perfect game, 24th in Major League history. But, uh, you know, it's a West Coast game, of course. It has to be in Oakland. Uh, maybe you know, 500 people in the stadium see the thing. And then the fact that it's on the West coast, you know, how many people back on the East coast get to see it. I didn't get to see the whole game myself. I'll be honest with you. I saw the end. I saw what mattered. Uh, thank God I woke up, you know, th good thing. My bladder is small. I had to wake up and go urinate, but also in that process, you have 
no John Sterling on the radio, and you have no Michael K on TV calling that game. And I can't tell you the last time that's ever happened. I don't know if it ever has happened in the history since they both have had radio and television duties. And I'll tell you what, you know, that's got to kill K. That has to kill Michael K and his ego that he didn't get to call that game. You feel bad for Sterling, but K, oh man, that's a good one. I, you didn't even know. You didn't even know I they didn't. threw a perfect game until next day. I literally, I literally woke up. I checked the group chat that Pat and I are in where the people are getting, no, I'm just kidding, but that is, the, that is how I found out. <laughs> I saw the messages and they're like, oh my God, it happened. And that was the only message in the whole chat. So I was like, I have no idea what that's in reference to, but usually if there's ever just like random Pat messages. Pat booked the like Airbnb. That, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Pat booked the Airbnb. It happened. Thank God. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's finally come to his senses. But, nope. you know, usually it's something sport related. So then like I went on Bleacher Report and I guess my Bleacher Report like didn't refresh right away because it didn't pop up. So I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was something like, playoffs or draft or whatever so i kind of like went on and then like i think it was like noon or one o'clock that day i was like yankees throw a perfect game last night and like i was like scrolling through twitter i was like oh my god i was like how did i not hear about this like on a bigger scale it was buried in the west coast the same reason mike trout doesn't get the love that he should who's hurt again by the way i don't know if you saw that i did i did yeah i told you it was coming it was only a matter of time every year with the did guy. You, you predicted his injury? I did. I said on the podcast about two weeks ago, I said, you know, we'll see about the Angels. Mike Trout will inevitably have his annual injury. And here we go. Also, you know, you gave me a lot of slack, you know, when we, Domingo Herman was ejected in Toronto. Mm-hmm. As I kept saying, he was throwing a perfect game through three innings. And you were quick to mention how I was throwing around perfect game pretty loose. But... Obviously, I know the kind of stuff Herman has when he's on. You think he's perfect game worthy? He has no, he has the stuff that when Herman is Herman, he can throw a perfect game. And you saw it. He did exactly that. The problem I, with Herman is he's so inconsistent. You know, they said the same thing about Philip Humber. They were like, when oh. Philip Humber is Philip Humber, he could really, he could really throw a perfect game. <laughs> you see how foolish you sound? That you- no, but you know what I'm saying? The guy's got electric stuff. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they said the He's same thing about Matt Cain. Stuff. They're like, Matt Cain, Dallas Braden. They're like, when Dallas Braden is Dallas Braden, <laughs> and that they, guy and, is special. Yeah, and he was. He was for one game. Yeah. I mean, hey, obviously it's only been done 24 times. And I don't know if you actually saw this. I, I, I might have sent this to you. I saw a really cool graphic over the weekend after... Um, that perfect game happened. It was, it was about the World cool. Series. No, it was a pretty cool baseball stat uh, where it was like the frequency that things happen in Major League Baseball. And I'm going to read it to you because it was basically like, how rare is a perfect game? So, like this, this so this is the stat. This is the, the sheet I'm reading from. So, excuse me if I'm not reading it correctly. So, let me know if you can understand it, Jonathan. All right. This is called likelihood of rare MLB single game feats. There is something that's only ever happened once in 235,000 games, and that is two grand slams in one inning hmm. by the same team, for the record. Yeah. Um, then you have one player getting three hits in one inning. That has happened three times ever. Uh, 20 Ks in a nine inning game by one pitcher. That's happened five times ever. 
three sacrifice flies by one player in one game. It's only happened 11 times. Really? Mm-hmm. That one surprises me. Uh, you hitting two grand slams in one game has happened 13 times. Uh, perfect game lost on the last batter. That's happened 13 times. Hmm. That sucks. That's a lot. Mike Mussina. Uh, unassisted triple play has happened 15 times. A 10 RBI game has happened 16 times. Uh, hitting a four home run game that has happened 18 times. And then there's been 24 perfect games. So a, a four home run game is more rare than a perfect game. A 10 RBI game more rare than a, uh, a perfect game. Um, the next thing after perfect game, significant jump. It's an immaculate inning. Mm-hmm. An immaculate inning has happened 114 times. Uh, there's been 319 no hitters. I think that's actually pretty crazy. In fact, there's been 319 no hitters and only 24 of them were perfect games. Yeah. I feel like that's like, that doesn't, that doesn't compute, compute in my head. Compute. That, that's <laughs> the amazing thing about a perfect game, right? I mean, 24 of them, to your point right there, how many no hitters you have, but to be perfect. I just said that, John, I said 319. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, but you, you seem like you're not giving Herman any credit. What do you want? I don't think, I don't think a perfect game comes with credit. I think it's just like perfect, Luck? perfect storm, perfect weather, perfect situation, perfect defense, perfect defense. Like yeah. everything has to click where unless like the pitcher struck out like 12 to 15, like it was just, it was just the night something was going to happen. And it just so happened that guy was on the mound. Sure. I think huh. that's more what a perfect game. Falls. I think, I think I, he has a little bit of say in that himself. I mean, you, if all right, I went out think, there, I'm not. What do you think is game. more impressive for a starting pitcher? A 20K game or a perfect game? A perfect game. Really? Yeah, a perfect game. You're off your rocker. Sometimes, no. man, you're on crack cocaine. Because, Brian, think about it. A 20K game, that's fine and dandy, but, like, you could walk a million guys in that process. What you about know? what about a no-hitter to a 20K game? Okay, that's more impressive. A 20K game? A 20K game with a no-hitter, yeah. No, no, not a no-hitter. Oh, oh, oh a no not hitter a no-hitter no versus a 20K game. I'll take the 20K game on that one. You think that's I, more impressive than throwing yes. a no-hitter? Yes. So if I walked one guy, that's the difference? I struck out 20 but walked one and lost the perfect game. Yeah, I, I think that that's... I think striking out 20 is more impressive than a no-hitter. But not a perfect game. No, I think a perfect game is one of the most impressive things you can do. What if I threw a 20K game and then I hit two grand slams in one inning? <laughs> My God, is that is that better than a perfect? Yeah. yeah. What if I balance, you know, fine china on my head, and I hit a home run and co- robbed a home run with my hat? Who's you the know? girl? Who's the girl who does like the halftime and like sideline ones where she goes out on the unicycle and throws pants on her head? Uh, something, panda, some, something panda. That I'll, girl, I'll... John. If I want to see you do that, I have no clue what you're talking about. She rides a unicycle at like uh, basketball games. Like yeah. she goes out like at half court riding. It sounds a unicycle. like a good girl for Pat already. And then red, Pat, red, red panda. But she throws like plates up in the air and catches them. And like okay. she just keeps throwing higher and higher plates. And she just stands in the middle of the court. And there's like only like one time that she's ever failed. But I feel no, like no, it's been more. 
All right, Pat, don't fucking discredit Red Panda on this airwaves. Sorry, Red Panda. Red I Panda. Mean, what's the question about Red Panda? I just want to see you do that. That's her. Yep, if you're watching the YouTube, you see her on the unicycle, and she's about to throw a bowl from her foot. She, like, kicks it off of her foot onto the bowl balancing on top of her head while on a unicycle. And, like, she just puts asses in seats. Pat, can you fast forward to when she actually fucking does it? Just look at that. Oh. That's it? That's all you got? How how are you not impressed? That's impressive. What's more impressive, that or a 20K game? (laughs) 20K game. All right. All right. Yeah. I can't argue that. If that's how you feel. That's how I feel. feel. That's That's where I choose to spend my money. All right. But back to your guy. Tip of the cap, really cool moment. Obviously, I've seen now two no-hitters as a Mets fan over the last couple of years. One, you get that, the bullshit, everybody has a fucking inning kind of thing where it's like you threw it, but it doesn't feel like you threw it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was last year in 2021. And then obviously, I got Nohan with uh, Johan Santana back in like 2012. Uh, does it bother you any that it wasn't a no-hitter? No. It, no? Because uh, honestly, like that's one of those things that people will say to try to get under a Met fan's skin, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It bounces right off. It ricochets yeah. off. I don't feel that at all. That but, Beltron, but, Beltron, but, I know exactly what you're talking about. Beltron down the third yeah. baseline probably would have been a double. But you but admit it was it was a fair ball. Fair ball. But guess what? Okay. To the umpire that very night, it was foul. Replay didn't exist. It's a foul so, ball. So what about Armando Galarraga? Do you give him any credit? He was oh the one God. with Jim Joyce. That, I know. Okay. This is going to be two things because this actually reminded me of this today. Um, yeah, I almost wish that they would just fucking overrule that and just put it as an, a perfect game. But if they do that, shouldn't they go back and get rid of Johan's no hitter? I would let that happen for that. You would. No. You would let the fr- yeah. No. Ex- okay. No, but listen, I don't know if you saw this. There's this marathon. I don't know if it was in Boston. I actually think it was in Atlanta, and it was like two days ago. Pat, you could probably find the clip the same way that you just did the Red Panda thing. It's it's very funny. They're running a marathon. I think it might be a 10K or something, actually, not even a marathon. And there's this person that won it last year. She's like a famous like Nigerian uh, runner. And she won this exact race last year. And she's running towards the finish line. And she's like following the police motorcycle to the finish line. And like maybe like 15 yards before the finish line, the police motorcycle pulls off to the right because like there's no more space for them to go forward but the rest of the marathon goes straight but the runner followed the police motorcycle and then the person in second just kept running straight and won the whole thing with like 10 yards left and like the person that was in first would easily won the fucking marathon she was just following the fucking police motorcycle and i was thinking to myself i was like how do you fucking not just be like hey like she kicked your ass the entire time. Like it was a mistake. This is the same thing with that. No hitter, that perfect game for Colorado. It was Colorado. How do I say his last name? Colorado. Armando Colorado. Yeah, Jim Joyce, the umpire who took it away from him at first. Well, like base. I just, I saw that and I was like, man, that reminded me of that like perfect game. That would have been, it was like, you almost just want to give it to him, but like yeah. you, you can't. It's a debate. You know, people, people some this people is, say this is they it. should See, look, she goes off to the side. And the run just keeps going straight and just and won. That was it. That was the end of the race. It was, it was right there. <laughs> and then she like, I don't know if they show it, but she like runs out at the end and she ends up finishing like third. Yeah, there it is. 
So you just want, I mean, I mean, obviously if you're listening, just go look it up. It says lead runner takes wrong turn. That's the name of the video. Oh man. Imagine it literally happened this weekend. Jeez. That's terrible. Tough. Hey, this weekend, the Yankees actually went to St. Louis. Uh, rough weekend in St. Louis. They dropped two out of three. Harrison Bader had his homecoming. Uh, Bader, while he was very happy to return and got a standing ovation from the St. Louis crowd, he was saying how he was much happier to be in with the Yankees, be traded to New York. Of course, Bader, a Bronxville kid, happy to be back home. After that series, the Yankees do come home for another homecoming, this time against the Baltimore Orioles. And welcome back, Aaron Hicks. And I, did any of you see before game one on Monday, the night game, the Yankees played a tribute video for Aaron Hicks. Did any of you see this? I, I, heard, I heard about it. Is that not something they should do? I, I mean, no. I mean, first of all, you know, the whole tribute video thing, I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. Everyone does a tribute video nowadays. Okay, now, it's one thing if we're talking about, you know, like a Mookie Betts coming back to Boston. You know, there's someone who can get a tribute video. But even that, I mean... I, I don't I don't like tribute videos. I don't like tribute videos. I think they cheapen the game. Um, I like that rivalry. I like to think that these teams have some tenacity towards each other. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous. You know, it'd be different. Again, if this was like, say, uh, Derek Jeter on his last year, he, he, instead of retiring with the Yankees, he signed a one-year deal with Miami, and then Miami came and played the Yankees. You know, or Ichiro when he went back to Seattle. Yeah, that's a time you play a tribute video. But to tell me Aaron Hicks gets a tribute video, and are you know you what trying happened? to are you trying to trigger me? Why? I mean, it just feels very coincidental that this happened at the same time that the San Francisco Giants played the Mets in City Field. Oh, and Conforto. they gave JD Martinez. Did, did and, they really? And Michael Conforto. They gave JD Martinez a tribute both. video. Both got tribute videos. Oh, come on. See, exactly. J.D. Davis. J.D. Davis. Yeah. J.D. Davis. That's <laughs> ridiculous. You got to be kidding Martinez. me. Is he on the Red Sox? Hey, J.D. Martinez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. The Jesus. With, with the Dodgers. Fuck. Where are we fucking going? We got so off the trail. Pat, just stay at the Airbnb. Um, <laughs> J.D. Davis. But they gave Davis a tribute video? Seriously? They did. Okay, so here, would you I have really given didn't one know to, that. Would you have given one to Michael Conforto? No. No, because how many years Conforto got? What it just is six years of arbitration with the Mets. Yeah, and you're gonna give the guy a tribute video? Really? He had two home runs in the World Series. Congratulations! They didn't win it. <laughs> they didn't win. Yeah, but he was there. He was there. Great. They didn't win it. All right. So he, you're basically saying you don't give tribute videos to all unless they're like an all-time great of the franchise. Yes. Give me a championship, Listen, first of all, and you have to be there for a while, not just your arbitration years. And in Aaron Hicks's case, I mean. I, I think guess what happened? I think a championship can do that, though. I think, like, if you played, like, two seasons... Okay, hypothetically, can we just play this devil advocate? Sure. Raul Abanez. No. No, listen, I'm going to add a scenario. Don't just okay. fucking say no. <laughs> you know how he hit some pretty clutch home runs that postseason or one yes. home, whatever? Let's say he had, like, the postseason of his fucking life, like a David Freeze-esque postseason, and the Yankees won... And but the Yankees win a World Series off okay. of him. Yes, then he, I'll give him one. And what if you traded for him at the deadline and he was only there for six months, but he comes back the next season as a visiting player? Do you give him one? He's uh, a Yankee yes. for three months, but he won a World Series and carried you in the playoffs. Yes, for recognition. And now I'm a little bit. I'll realize, uh, you know, 
I need you to define your line in the sand. I'm a bit of a hypocrite because, right, let's talk about the Yankees manager, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is a beloved Yankee for one swing. For one swing. Don't forget, he came to the Yankees at the deadline in 03 from Cincinnati. Can't even start the year with them. Gets him to the ALCS, had a horrific ALCS, mind you. I don't even think he was on the interstate. If he was, he was barely on it. And gets one hanging knuckleball off Tim Wakefield, and he's a hero in Yankee history forever. And, you know, you'd say, well, they beat the Red Sox. They took him to the World Series, but then they lose that World Series to the Florida Marlins. At all, mind you. So, I mean, I'm a bit of a hypocrite there because I do think Boone's home run in that case because it was in the playoffs. It sent them to the World Series, and it was against your biggest rival in the heat of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. I think maybe he's a little bit different, but what did Aaron Hicks do for the Yankees? What did J.D. Davis do for the Mets? Conforto, okay, he had two home runs, um, but really, that's it. You know, and they weren't that big. It wasn't like, um, what's his name, second baseman, Daniel Murphy. You know, it wasn't like a Daniel Murphy. You think Daniel Murphy deserves one? I think there was there, there could have been a case for Daniel Murphy. I do think Daniel Murphy had that good of a postseason in 2015, and he was that good of a Met that if you wanted to make a little thing for him, I think you could. I'm trying to uh, find I, – I've been doing some digging while you've been talking about Aaron Boone, and I was just trying to find, like, his Yankees stats and whatnot. Horrible. So he hit, like, 250 as a Yankee, and this is his postseason stats. Aaron Boone in the World Series – he struck out in six plate appearances and he hit 143. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did hit a home run in the World Series, but that's it. Uh, ALCS, he hit 176, but he had that huge swing against Boston. And then Soda, he hit 200. So his yeah. post batting average was 70. And then he hurts himself on a trampoline during the offseason, and he's gone. And the Yankees bring in Alex Rodriguez, and the franchise changes forever. The rest is history. But let me ask you, when J.D. Davis got his video, did, what was the reaction from the crowd at City Field? I think if anyone was paying attention to the board, it was just like a golf clap. Also, though, to be fair, like his tribute video, I don't know if this plays a factor. It was like hardcore pregame. Like we're talking like just post-batting practice. Okay. It See, wasn't I, I, like it wasn't like mid game or like in between innings or anything like that. I Same find that more Conforto. appropriate. I Conforto's find that more appropriate. Like, it's like it, guys here, what he did when he was here. They put him on camera. He waved for like. Now the Yankees decided to do that. I believe it was the top of the second inning. You know when the Orioles took the field and so Hicks mid-game. was out there in left field, right? Yeah. And and what do you think his the reaction was from the crowd after they showed it? They probably booed him. Oh, it was a res resounding boo and now he didn't only get booed after the tribute video but he got booed every at bat after for every game still to this point today he's getting mercilessly booed every time he comes up to the plate you think that's fair i think that just shows the fans frustration it hurts me a little bit i think the fans frustration with him i do think he wasn't perfect I, i think a lot of people like to say oh he always stood up to talk to the media but let's not forget he made a lot of excuses and he blamed the team for a lot of his struggles and i think it's unrealistic for him to point and say well the yankees not playing him regularly is the reason he's not here because the yankees gave him every chance in the world for how many years and he did nothing with those opportunities sure 
He didn't get a lot of at-bats in the 2023 campaign, but what did Aaron do to deserve it? What did he do to deserve it? He had two years prior where he was absolutely dreadful, right? He forced the Yankees' hand. It's no one's fault but his own. Now, with that said, do I think the booing can be a bit um, a bit much? I, I mean, yeah, I think you, you have your fun, you boom the first time, and then kind of be done with it. But um, I, you're just kind of beating him now. I mean, and... He, you hear him what he said. He goes, I really loved my time with the Yankees. I love the Yankees organization. It's a shame the fans yeah, feel he, that way. He handled, he handled even the booing well. Yeah, he did. It, you know, it, it, you, have, you do your one, you, you move on, I think. No need to beat a dead horse. Uh, you, you can tell the guy really did love being here, you know, in the Bronx. And um, it's unfortunate. Imagine, you know, imagine giving your all at something and you really cared and you just wanted to be better in the worst way and you did you couldn't you know it just was too much for you and you failed That's how i feel about being pat's friend yeah now what if i booed you every day because you you can't win pat's friendship it's i called you a failure i yelled nasty things at you i mean that's, that's i mean i feel like i'm already at rock bottom but i feel like that would just have to put me lower but you know people who jump and say it's classless i disagree with you i think this is the most passionate fan base in the world uh, the most passionate city in the world because, you know, the Met fans are two pe- you know, peas in a pod when it comes to the Yankees in that regard. Um, these are team fans that care about their teams. And listen, you could be playing somewhere where they don't care. Look at Oakland. You should be, you know, a little bit fortunate that you are playing somewhere that when you win, you're a king. But when you don't win, you have to hear it. And in Hicks case, he has he's heard it. Where are you think, at, which is the state of your team, though, right now? I know, like, we've we've alluded to it in the intro that both teams are playing a little bit better. Um, but where are you at? Where is the level of optimism? I don't know if I want predictions from you. Actually, I kind of want predictions from you. What what am I looking at with the rest of this, the 2023 New York Yankees? I'll tell you what, they've looked good. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, um, as I have been with the Yankees all year. They're on a really nice stretch right now, right? Um, after, I, here's the thing, right? They look great in the Oakland series. They throw a perfect game. You're feeling good. They go to St. Louis over the weekend, and what you're expecting to be, you know, a nice, easy take, you know, trip down to St. Louis, a team that's not playing well at all this year. They lose two out of three, and St. Louis just looked like they owned the Yankees, right? It wasn't even close. Um, they were fortunate with that, you know, day night double header, um, that they got a split out of that because that was really their only chance. Cause then the other under that Sunday game, they looked terrible too. Well, then they come home and listen, they've won the first two against Baltimore and they've done it in some pretty dramatic fashion. Um, as I talk right now, the, the Yankees were losing four, two, it's now four, three off of Anthony Volpe home run Volpe has Looked amazing since that chicken parm and continues to hit. Um, you know, this series against Baltimore has been really good. Baltimore's a good team. They're closing in on Baltimore for that second spot in the AL East and, the, you know, the top spot in the wild card. So I'm feeling good about the Yankees right now. Volpe's hitting, and that's really good. Um, a head scratcher as to why the swing wasn't corrected to begin with, as I've mentioned, but we're not going to get into that right now. But Volpe's hitting. Rizzo's starting to look a little bit better. Um, he still hasn't been himself since he pulled his neck in that game um, just before they went on the West Coast. And then, you know, you're getting some other guys. Glaber's being Glaber. You know, he, he 
gives you what you expect out of him. I still think you should move him. Um, Bader has been phenomenal. He just has to stay healthy now. And Stanton's getting, you know, some better at bats. He hasn't been great by any means, but he's having better at bats. So you like what you see. And I mentioned last week, the Yankees, six out of their next eight opponents are against below 500 teams. They've taken the first two against Baltimore. They're fighting right now in game three. And that's not one of those six teams, right? So you like your odds. But the negative of that, too, is now this week you hear that surgery is being discussed when it comes to Aaron Judge and his toe. Now, granted, they're not talking about doing any kind of surgery until probably after the season. So it'd be an off-season surgery, but that scares the hell out of you. If they're talking that this injury may be bad enough to require surgery, that's not good news. So I mean, I don't know if you're watching the uh, the perfect game celebration. Aaron Judge was moving around gingerly. Bad. 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 And I yeah. feel like a lot of Yankee fans were like, we threw a perfect game, and then Aaron Judge is like out there in the yeah. middle of the field. And I think every Yankee fan was like, wow. Judge, no, you're you're Judge, 100% right. Judge doesn't really... Just isn't really moving around too well. It's unbelievable that even during a perfect game, there's something that the Yankees can do that takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. But that was my first reaction as well, too. I'm looking at Judge. I see Judge, and I'm like, oh, let me see. And then he's ginger, and you're like, fuck. You know, that's not good. And now, you know, you're starting to hear more and more. I, it's not good. It, let's put it that way. It's not good. But I remain cautiously optimistic when it comes to the Yankees because by all means, going into this season, you looked at the Yankees and you said they should be a better team than the way they've performed. And they're playing you know, better up to that level right now. Um, but they need to hit the trade deadline. They need to make some good quality moves. Um, and not moves of necessity or just you know, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole like a Frankie Montas or a Sonny Gray or a Joey Gallo, like really pieces that fit and work. Like a Ben Attendee move, that's the kind of move I want to see again. Is there is there like a guy in particular that you're like, this guy will be a New York Yankee by August 1st? Yeah, you know, it's hard because I don't know what direction they want to go. Now, they they lost a, an important piece of their bullpen today. Jimmy Cordero, he's done for the year. He's suspended underneath uh, Major League Baseball's domestic um, abuse policy. So he's gone. He's gone. No postseason for him. Done for the season. Not eligible to come back until next year. So they're another piece short in the bullpen. And I've said it a thousand times, right? Every week I say this. People talk about the Yankees' bullpen being the best in the majors. I think it's smoke and mirrors, folks. I don't think it's that good. They don't have a closer. They don't have a bona fide closer. You mean to tell me, I realize Clay Holmes has pitched much better of late, but do you really feel comfortable in a playoff game, game on the line, Jose Altuve at the plate, and Clay Holmes on the mound? I don't. I don't. So I think bullpen is very important, but you have to also address the left field situation. They don't have a left fielder. They need to get some production. Oh, and there we go. Oh, no, it's going to stay in the park. Oh, man, I just John Sterling that one. I thought Rizzo got a hold of it to give the Yankees the lead here in the eighth. Did he fly out? He flew out to right field. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, you are John Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really. You know, nobody beats the Riz. I, I really fitting. thought he got it on that one. Yeah. But, yeah, no, this team, they need a left fielder. And they need pitching. 
I would like to see them go for some with a little more contact. Here's the names I know of the people that you're hearing that I don't want. I don't want a Bellinger. No, thank you. Doesn't make enough contact. I don't want to see him um, with the Yankees. Um, a Juan Soto, if he is available, would intrigue me. I would be interested in that. Pretty small uh, who, name. Who I really want is Michael Conforto. I want Conforto. The Giants, they're looking like they could very well could be sellers coming up here. Um, I think Conforto is a perfect guy to come back to New York. And he fits that that hole. I, th- I thought they should have signed him in the offseason. They didn't. They were too busy you know, with the judge situation. They let that one go. And I think they also thought they had a pretty stacked outfield because you also had Hicks at the time. You didn't know what you were going to get out of him. You had Bader, Judge, and Stanton. But I think a Conforto would be perfect in pinstripes this season. And I realize his average hasn't been great. It hasn't been great, but I think he's someone who would benefit coming into Yankee Stadium with that short porch and right. He's always hit very well at Yankee Stadium. I think he would have no problem coming right in, and that average will boost up. As we talk, the, the San Francisco Giants are, are basically a playoff team. They're, they're fighting for the third spot, and they've kind of like went back and forth and having that last spot to now being right. like a half game out of the last spot. So I don't know I, if you're going to see the Giants just wanting to move pieces if, if they can get hot. Now, granted, they are losers of their last four ball games, and they've even lost a series to the Mets where nobody was losing a fucking series to the Mets over the last month. Right. So for them to drop a series there and now lose four in a row, and you know that's, that's the thing. A, they're not that's that not an easy. That's not an easy division that they're in either. It's not. It's absolutely not. But I, I think if you're San Francisco, you have to take a good hard look in the mirror and say, you know, do we think we can compete with the big fish? You know, come October, I don't think they can. It'll be interesting to see what their approach is. I mean, they went after a lot of high profile guys. I think there's a chance, perhaps. They say, well, you know, Shohei Otani's a free agent after this offseason. Why don't we sell off some pieces, get some stuff in return, and see if we can start building up a nice foundation for Otani even? Because uh, Conforto, I believe, signed a one-year deal. Did he I not? I believe so. I thought, I thought so. Right. So to get rid of a guy like Conforto would actually make sense if you're getting some chips back in return. Yeah. I, that's, that's a thing yeah. that I can see. I mean, he's a, buy, he's a buy low sell high kind right. of guy right so, so i don't know i i think if you if the yankees you know put an attractive he's not going to cost you a, you know top tier talent but if you have you know an arm laying around that can benefit the giants i think i think they get that deal done and i i would i would like i would like that i'd welcome it we're talking Hard. about we we're talking about the Giants a little bit, and I've already kind of alluded to it. The Mets finally win a series. They they went up against the Giants at City Field and and took two out of three. And it's the first time that we can say that the Mets took out of took two out of three in over a month. The month of June was a a month of horrors for the New York Mets. That was no secret. Um, it just was absolutely horrible. They had a worse record or a similar record uh, to the Oakland A's in the month of June just to kind of put that in perspective. And um, when your payroll is 300 million more than the Oakland A's payroll, that is an absolute embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to go back on anything, but I do think the New York Mets are still better off selling at the deadline. That being said, Mets are winners of three games in a row. And it's, it always cracks me up because I'm, I'm scrolling on Twitter 
after they beat the Diamondbacks in the first game of the series. Good game, 4th of July game, back and forth against the Diamondbacks, too, mm-hmm. in Arizona. Um, so, uh, you know, Marte gets involved with a home run. Nimmo with a recent power surge. The guy's hitting home runs like crazy right now. Probably the most in a bunches that he's ever hit home runs in his entire career. And, you know, they they make you some of the fans get back in so easily. And I think that's kind of I kind of like that to some degree. I think it's fun. But like they win three in a row and I am scrolling on Twitter and they're like the Mets are six and a half games out of the, the last wild card spot. And that last wild card spot really just it's enough where if your team sucks, you can look at that last spot and be like, it really just takes two weeks of being red hot and having something fall in your way. And you're in that situation. And I think a lot of people are going to hold on to that. I think a lot of fan bases are going to hold on to that where they're going to be like, all we have to do is make it. And I think we've seen that so much with all these teams who have made the postseasons over the last couple of years, where it's like the teams that are going on these random ass runs are not the teams that anyone has picked or favorited. Like there's always like one team like Houston or like the Dodgers where it's just like, they're just so fucking good. They're going to be in the, they're going to be in the championship. Mm-hmm. But then the other team that usually plays them is like just a special team that got hot. That's usually how this shit goes. It's very rare that you get two heavyweights. I feel like the last time we got two heavyweights was probably the Dodgers and Astros. That world series was like two heavyweights going head to head against each other. But up until then, it's always been like one team that got hot and surprised you and made it to the world series. So. I feel like that last wild card spot is just going to keep so many fan bases interested in baseball so much longer. I can already see the Met fans seeing like six and a half, six and a half in early July. We can make up that ground. And I'll tell you, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Again, I'm reiterating. I think the New York Mets should sell, but let's mm-hmm. go down the rabbit hole of what if the New York Mets could figure this out and turn it around. Just let's play that game. I actually think the rest of July, I think they have a pretty challenging July schedule. It's not as hard as June, but it's, 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 you got some heavy guys in there. Is there a part of you though, that kind of thinks that the Mets would be better off selling some of these big pieces? I think the Mets selling is better for their long-term success. Right. Than barely squeaking out a third wild card or falling short of a third wild card. Right. So wouldn't you agree though, that, you would rather them sell, get rid of a Scherzer, get rid of a Verlander. I feel like we're talking like almost like NFL right now with the Mets. Like when like your team is like three and 13 mm-hmm. and you're like, are you rooting for your team to lose? Cause you right. get, you want, right. you want the number one pick. You want a number, like you want a top five pick. Like if you want that, they got to lose. Like, right. are you going to root for the Mets to lose so they could potentially set themselves up better in the future? Or are you such a fan of your team that you just want to see them win no matter what. And you're just, you just don't want to think about the what if. That is what the month of June has turned Met fans into to some degree. So I'm trying to, and I know there's some fans that are still like six and a half games out. We still got the pieces. We got veteran guys. We've made a couple weird moves to acquire some uh, reliever depth. Uh, you know, you got Jose Quintana coming back after the all-star break. You're going to have Chris Flexen for some pitching depth now that they traded for him again. Um, And I feel like people are going to like be like, you know what? Maybe they go on a little bit of a run. I'm very curious to see when we're talking even just next week this time, 
after the Diamondback series. And basically, the next time we talk, guys, we're going to be at the All-Star break. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see because the Mets have three games against the Diamondbacks and three games against the Padres all on the road. And let's just say, hypothetically, they go five and one. They go five and one against those teams, which would be a very hard feat to do. Go five and one into the All-Star break. I feel like everyone, all of a sudden, is just going to be like, okay, we're alive. We're alive again. Mm -hmm. And you almost need them to have a shitty month of July if you want to sell those big and I don't, I don't know. Right. If, and I think that's the, better for your long term. You want I to go agree. through this again? I agree. No, listen, I, I definitely agree that it's better for the long term. But it's like when you're not, when you're like six games out in July, mm -hmm. you're not dead. No, not and at all. That, that's the thing that's like hard, I guess, for in my brain, where I rationally beating David Robertson, trading Adam Adovino, Canna, if bid someone wants to offer you a king's ransom for max scherzer like these are all things that you really really got to think about like get rid of some of these debt pieces that people are going to set like pay high top dollar for even hell if carlos carrasco if someone offers you one guy like a, a reliever prospect or something like take anything you can get to build a farm right now especially if you're going to invest heavily with your financials then go build a farm through trading these guys stack up the farm and then go buy a shit ton of fucking good players again in the off season and just try to run it to back or do it again, or use those guys you traded for to trade for another top talent, like find another Francisco Lindor like trade, like go get a team that sucks, go acquire one of their best players. I'm not, I don't honestly know what right now. I, I feel like if we were talking in two weeks and the Mets are on like a fucking crazy winning streak, I'm obviously going to flip the switch and be like, okay, we're alive. We're playing well. Like, let's go. Let's see what happens. You're always going to root, for it, right? You obviously want to root for that. Right. But it is a really, it is a really weird spot because you almost like, you're like, okay, like if the Mets have a shitty month of July, they're going to trade all those pieces. And this is going to, they're just going to play the young kids for the rest of the year. And maybe they get hot and still do something with playing the young kids. Like that doesn't mean you're punting, but it definitely means like you're not all in. That doesn't mean that's over, but it definitely, Gets a hell of a lot harder. Yeah, yeah I'm going I, back I mean, and forth like a fucking seesaw right now on this. I really am. I can I tell. Apologize, but it's like because I think you know what's the right move. I know. You know what I know. Right. You absolutely know what the right move is, but also like you want to play devil's advocate. How fun of a story is it to be dead in the water and come back and make the playoffs? Yeah, that right. shit's fun. Hey, everyone said you were dead, and like a team like that, like the Mets were fucking awful and like dead in the water. If they come back and make the playoffs, the entire narrative around them is going to be you counted us out and we're fucking here. And well, it's a, team, very... a team with that mentality is scary. You know, part of the reason with the Yankees that Bucky Dent home run is so memorable is because they had a climb in the standings. They were, you know, considered dead in July and they came all the way back to force that tiebreaker game at Fenway where, you know, of course, Bucky Dent hits the home run. The Yankees go on to win and win the, you know, American League East um, or American League at the time. But I agree. That's exciting. Do I think that the Mets are going to do that? Do I think they're going to win the NL East? No. No. Um, do, do I think they could get a wild card? Yeah, but I don't. The NL East is on ice. 
I, I can even see the Mets possibly for their run winning the wild card series, but I don't see them going past the NLDS. Not with the, this team currently. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. but that's not to say if, hey, even if they trade off a Scherzer or a Verlander, maybe part of that return is some major league talent. You know, like we saw last year with the Yankees even too, they traded, you know, a Montgomery and got back a Harrison Bader. Who's to say that something similar like that couldn't happen for the Mets? No, you're right. I mean, you you trade, you trade max for somebody that's like a a young star pitcher or a young top prospect pitcher. Who's at triple a and the kid makes his debut like in a month later. And you know, right. You give the kid a shot because at that point, what the hell do you have to lose? So you bring him up to the majors, see what he's got. And maybe he's got something. You catch lightning in a bottle and you make it, you know, again, and you win a postseason series. But I, I think, yeah, if you're a Met fan, if you're struggling with it like Brian is, I think you're just, you need to come to terms that the best move for this team is to try at least to sell off some of these pieces that aren't working. And I think Scherzer's the clear choice over Verlander. I don't know how you feel. I think Verlander has something left in there. And I think his outing against the Yankees showed you that this guy still rises for the big occasion. Where Scherzer, I think, I think he's just done. You know, you know I, something I think it's I think it's LOL Mets. No matter what. I think if there's interest on both, you try mm-hmm. to do both. If yeah. you can completely clear Scherzer and Verlander off and your fresh. books. What's that? Take that take, start fresh. Take that money. Put it towards yeah. Otani. I, yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to get into the Otani talks this offseason. It's going to be interesting to see if he has any change of heart um, between the whole East coast, West coast thing. I think he's a fool. If he doesn't, you know, at least even if he wants to only play in the West coast, if he doesn't entertain the East coast teams, he's a fool because he's going to lose out on money. If oh, you don't have the take, Mets in it, the Mets are going to be a finalist for Otani all the way down to the end. Like when they're saying like final two or final three teams, right. the Mets are going to be in there. Even if he's not interested in being a man, going to use Steve Cohen's financials to fucking kick his fucking asking price all the way up. This is going to be like a Trevor Bauer thing where I don't think he ever is going to have any interest in being a Met, but he's going to use the Mets like to uh, basically against the Giants, against the Dodgers. Right. And, and Which is know, smart. And then he'll eventually go back to the West Coast. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I can I mean, see him with San Francisco, though. I, I can. I think I that's a perfect fit for him. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Hey, did oh, you see your boy is going to be in the home run derby this year? What's your thoughts on that, Alonzo? Yeah, Pete going for his fourth home run derby. Uh, he has won two of them. Uh, obviously, you know, not a lot of people have multiple home run derbies. Looking at the home run derby field, I actually think it's kind of a lackluster home run hitting group. Um, I feel like you have you have a lot of good hitters with some power. You don't have a lot of power hitters. I feel like Pete is the only power hitter in that bunch. Do you like the idea of him taking part in that, though? First of all, with the Mets' current situation, and then he just had that injury, too. And the way that the home run derby seems to affect guys after going, are, are you happy with that? I wouldn't be. Uh, I'm not negative on it. Pete loves the home run derby. That's his fucking thing. And he's going to be going yeah. up against Julio, Julio Rodriguez. He wants the spotlight in the worst way. He does. He, he does, and it's almost like the Mets aren't giving him the spotlight this year, so I'm going to go fuck around in the, the derby right. again. Right. And if I win another derby and I got three home run derbies, 
I feel like that's going to be something and stupid. It's earned. It's earned that he wants that spotlight, by the way. He doesn't yeah. get it because he's overshadowed. Well, because the Mets haven't been relevant in a while, right? Since 2015. And you have Aaron Judge on the other side of town who's just outperformed him. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel I think- like one more talking, this is going to sound absolutely ludicrous and I, I apologize and I know it's a crazy take, but you know there's going to be people that make this argument. So I'm going to say it in advance. I hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say. At the end of Pete Alonso's career, and you're looking at random accolades, let's say I'm going to honestly go out there and say, and I think maybe you would agree with this. I, I think as of right now, Pete Alonso will end his career with 500 home runs. You think that's a boomer bust? 500? Yeah. Yeah, I think he gets 500. He's going to be at 200 at the end of this season. Yeah, I think he gets 500. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be like fucking hitting 700 or anything like that, but I, I think mm-hmm. Pete will be a 500 home run hitter at the end of his career. Because even at the end of his career, he's just going to be a guy that you, like he's a pinch hitter or he's a DH and he's just going to come I think up he and get like close 20 to home six. runs. I, if he stays on the path he's going, I think he can get close to six. Now, how old is Pete? Uh, I mean, he's not young. He's 26 or 27. Is he? The, oh, he is that young. Uh, let me see. That might be. I thought he's closer to 30. Pete is 28. 28. He's 28. 28. Okay. No, that, that is younger than I thought. So, okay. I mean, he could get close to 600. Yeah, he's 28. He's a three-time All-Star. This is going to be, let's say he wins the Home Run Derby. So let's say Pete Alonso ends up being a six or seven-time All-Star, hits 500 home runs, gets a World Series championship. Let's throw him one World Series with the Mets, some random time throughout his tenure, uh, if he gets locked up long-term or whatever. Let's say he gets a championship at some point in his career. I feel like people are going to just try to like boost up his like Hall of Fame and random shit but being like the guy won like three home run derbies. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something they're going to throw. They'd be like, no one's won three home run derbies. I don't know. I, make, he's a home run derby there's guy. Gonna, there's going to be some clown. Just like uh, Jeff Ross is the, you know, roast guy. I mean, if Pete wants to be in the same company as Jeff Ross for a niche guy, you know, go ahead. Wouldn't you rather be a guy? We've talked about this so many times. Like, wouldn't you rather yeah. have a shtick? Then be nothing. It depends what that shtick is. I don't know. Home run. I feel like there's a lot of negative things that someone could be known for. Being known as the guy who's won the most home run derbies. Mm -hmm. There's worse. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's not a bad thing. I just don't think it's anything we should be carrying him on our shoulders over. I'm just saying you could be the guy who doesn't want to stay with your friends at an Airbnb. That's true. You could. Always could be that guy. Stop it. You could be the guy looking to get on a romantic getaway with his friend. You could be. You could be. Yeah, better than better being no one. Now that the was shoe, my that was my something sweet, by the way. Do you, do you actually have anything sweet for me this week? Um, when I think about something sweet in the New York Yankees. Oh my god! Here <laughs> we go. What? Because you just know this is going to hell. What? Yeah, you know this is going no, to hell. No. Uh-huh. No. Okay. That first off. Really. Yeah, John, it's me. I I know who it is. It's me. I I wouldn't do that to you. This is this is something sweet. Uh huh. Yankees lose. Did the Yankees <laughs> just lose? No, they're not yet, but they are very oh. close to it. Mm, that would be sweet. But <clears throat> but I digress. Uh, exactly. I saw this clip over the weekend. I was scrolling through TikTok, and I see your boy mm-hmm. Mariano Rivera. Yeah, and they asked him 
I don't know what platform this was, so I'm not trying to intentionally not give credit. I honestly just didn't click to see who put the video out. But it was like at some golf outing. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, Mariano, build your... Big golf guy. Build your dream bullpen. <laughs> and he drafted himself as every single reliever. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. That's some big dick energy right there. Like when you you're know? just the best closer of all time, he's like, they're like, okay, who would you pick for long relief? And they're like, and you can't use teammates. He's like, okay, no problem. Uh, Mariano Rivera, Mariano <laughs> Rivera, Mariano Rivera. And uh, for closer, uh, Mo. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, when you're the best closer of all time, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that he is. Yeah. So, uh, man, we miss him. Shout out Mariano Rivera. That you was actually Holmes. good. Don't be greedy. That was actually good. I, I apologize. Good job. Right, thank you. Yeah, I, I take it back. Good job yeah. on that. All right, let's give you a little yeah. bit of a look ahead coming up here. Like I said, we're knocking you didn't on the say door. Anything sweet? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I what? did. My my something sweet was Alonzo. Then come up with something else. You don't just get to fucking pass. That was it. I mean, all right. Then, then the think Mets, of something. The Mets right winning now. three in a row, including on Fourth of July. The city was able to have a very good Fourth of July, including. The Yankees winning. Did you see they did fireworks night for the first time? They had a fireworks night at Yankee Stadium. Monday night, it was the third. The night before the fourth, because they played the day game on the fourth, they had a packed house. You would think it was a playoff game, how many people showed up to this thing. And they were able to come from behind and win the game on a fireworks night, got the crowd pumped up, and the display was amazing. If you haven't gotten a chance, look it up on YouTube. It's a a must-watch. They did a really good job with that. You big firework guy? You like one of those guys that gets all horny for fireworks? You filming fireworks? I film, I'll film one snippet, like one, mm. one story worth. I don't. But you, all right, you're not saving the video. You're just posting on your story. Yeah, I'll give you one story and only one. That's fine. You that's, know, that's I don't. Allowed. And only if it's impressive, too. I, you know, I'm not going. It's like, you know, you go to Epcot and you take a snapshot of the fireworks that are there every single night. Well, why am I taking a snapshot of that? Why am I putting that in my story? You know, it's there every single night. What's special about this? But, you know, like a New Year's fireworks, uh, you know, a Yankee Stadium fireworks, Fourth of July fire. That's an event, you know, and that gets one story. I don't need to, you know, skip through seven different versions of your fireworks on social media. That's why I don't go on the thing ever, you know, because I, I got to keep going through the same crap. Just like the Taylor Swift concert. We get it. You went to see Taylor Swift. You know her songs. I'm tired of hearing every single Taylor Swift song in my story. I got to keep skipping, skipping, skipping. You know, and then here comes one with just a giant text on it. So, you know, slay. I don't care. I don't, you get one. You get one story. We need to start forming rules of civilization. These are important things in the social media era. I regret asking. There you go. Not, not a big... Not a big firework. I like before, fireworks. Before you do a look ahead, one more thing yeah. that I know, this is a topic near and dear to Pat's heart. And if you don't know this, Pat is a huge Jersey guy. Loves Jersey. Like the state? No, not oh. the state. Loves sports jerseys. Like when, team put, when teams put okay. out like alternate jerseys, Pat is a huge critic. Like the City Connects, whenever there's yeah. a City Connect, I send it right to Pat. I'm like, Pat, weigh in. What mm. are we looking at here? I'm in that group. I'm in this that is, group. Yeah, but this is his bread and butter. Like Pat is a Jersey guy, but not from New Jersey. Like John, you're a Jersey guy because you're right. from New Jersey and you're right. obnoxious. Pat just likes sure. sports jerseys. So Pat, 
We yes. have the all-star game happening next week and they, nice. and they showed off the jerseys. What do you, where, where are you at with the national league, American league jerseys? No, I think they're really nice. I think uh, eh. it's, it's, I think it's, it's a nice little homage to, you know, the city of Seattle. I think it's tonight. I think they look pretty fresh. I like the font on the front. Are they going to uh, wear them during the game? No, they're like batting practice and home run derby jerseys. All right. Because they did that. Was, wasn't it last year even too? They, they wore those jerseys for the game? Uh, I hated it. It was either last year or the year before it. They did recently. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't remember them doing that. All right. Well, they did. They, they are nice though. John? What was my thoughts on them? Yeah, well, you made a sound. You made a sound. I'm not a big fan because I, I don't like the whatever's going on in the background. That's the typical Nike, you know, having a hand in the design. And some people love that design, right? Some people love that busy pattern going on in the background with this the basic text. I don't. I'm not a fan of those jerseys. Well, you're just I, a Yankee fan who just likes everything plain. No, I like. It's not that busy. Yeah, whatever is that camo a, you got going it's, on it's, there? I think it's waves because it's. it's oh just my like God. A, It's a fishing. It's a fishing city. Also, exactly. very very nice. A really awesome city. I've never been to Seattle. Yeah, but I don't like that kind of jersey. I don't like the whole Oregon thing. I, the whole you know Nike. I, I I prefer a jersey that is well thought out, simplistic but elegant. You know, I think like, about, well, you know, look you, at the Baltimore. You like being a basic bitch. The Baltimore Orioles jersey, for example. I think Baltimore's jersey is perfect the way they're it is. Their normal jersey or their City Connect one? No, it's just their normal jersey. I Actually, their City Connect isn't too bad. I think those are decent so, for every now and then. so boring. No, I mean, the Houston Astros, when they changed from their scheme that they had when they were in the National League for the longest time, most recently, um, you know, the Bagwell, you know, BGO jerseys to this new design, which is a throwback to their old design. I think it looks much better. Um, you I, know, I've never heard anybody say the Baltimore Orioles jerseys are nice. They are. They're simplistic. They're good. Now, major props to them when they switched from the um, ornithologically correct bird on the brim to the cartoon version of the bird. I think that was you know, the master touch there. And that, that made it perfect. You think the cartoon bird is better? Way better. Way better. More exciting. And the first time a bird's ever been called exciting. The, Do- the Dodgers jersey. I mean, you know, there's certain... I, I, I think the Dodgers jerseys are perfect. Right. The, the Yankees pinstripe, perfect. Dodgers jersey, perfect. You know, that, they're, they're, that home white jersey with the blue across the chest with the red number. Yep. It's just, it's sick. The Red Sox I, home jersey. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like wearing a Dodgers jersey for the first time at Chavez Ravine as, like, as a home player mm-hmm. has got to just be like a fucking goosebump experience. Yeah. Just like, I mean, just like people say about the Yankee pinstripes, same thing. Why can't you just let me talk about the Dodgers? Why do you have to keep... Because they're in the same... I said, I said the Dodgers. You just bring yeah. it back to the Yankee Because pinstripes. they're in the same class, but you won't give the Yankees credit on that. And I kind of want to get you to oh admit that the Yankees have a perfect jersey. Their logo is the class of Major League Baseball. All right, look ahead. All right. 
Well, let's give you a look ahead. We're coming up on the All-Star break here. Yankees officially dropped the uh, game three against Baltimore. They fall 6-3. Um, so they take two out of the first three out of this series, and they wrap up the series tomorrow on the six. Um, that's going to be a night game. Uh, Yankees back on yes for those of you who couldn't watch the nightmare game tonight that was on Prime. After that, they have a weekend series with Chicago. Before hitting the All-Star break, uh, they have Garrett Cole selected to the game. We'll see if he gets the nod to start for the American League. Um, the Mets, on the other hand, the Mets finish up this first half. Well, a first half with quotes as we already are halfway through the season um, with the Arizona series. They're getting underway right now in Arizona to wrap up that series before going on to, uh, or I'm sorry, then they have one more game tomorrow before going on to San Diego for a three-game set heading into the All-Star game for them. As we mentioned, Pete Alonso will take place in the home run derby for the Mets. Brian, you got anything else? You doing here? Having fun over there? Just- just hanging out yeah having a good time i'm glad if you don't do so already make sure to follow us on all of our socials that's going to be letter s number two station pod once again letter s number two station pod follow us on instagram tiktok twitter and also check out our youtube same thing letter s number two station pod make sure to subscribe ring that notification bell to get notifications for when we do post new videos as we do post there more often For Brian Sarnelli and Pat Lavin, I'm John Persapio. We hope you enjoyed episode number 15, Station to Station podcast. We'll see you next week for All-Star Festivities. So long, everyone. Take care.